hashtag Tim and Sid. Of course, I go by the name of the kid. Famous. Wow. This here is the Tim and Sid Show. You are now tuned in. Coast to coast. Entertaining the masses. Sports entertainment. Yeah. It's about to get started. Sit back. Enjoy the show. In five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. This, this, we're all right. What happened? My God, what's going on? They got Springer. The who? What? In the the who? They got what? They paid how much? What? And so Brantley? Who? What? When? But Springer? Sorry? Yeah. Springer. Brantley. Springer. Brad Hand? What? I don't know. Could be Brad Hand. Jay's? It's Wednesday, January 20th. I'm Tim McAuliffe. That right there is Sid Sixero. It's moving day in a lot of places, but mm-hmm. also the baseball world. George Springer is a Blue Jay. Yeah, that happened. Jeff Passan, Ben Nicholson-Smith, Sportsnet.ca, ESPN, respectively. Quite possibly a match game explaining how dumbfounded we all were going from rumors and speculation to near confirmation and then rumors and speculation and but we had it all when it comes to the baseball hot stove sydney and we're here going there is so much going on right now and it's amazing that on this day it's kind of obvious what the lead is but there's more stuff going on there's a ton going on um by the way, I'm never doubting Brandon Kuhn or Joey Vendetta again. Plenty of hockey on the network tonight. Leafs and Oilers. Scotiabank. Wednesday night hockey tonight. It's not, how many times do I have to tell you that is not, I, I'm sorry, not it's, the it's, theme it's song? on the brain. I think it would work. Right. Also, uh, we're going coast to coast with a little Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid. That's going to be fun. If you're in the mm-hmm. Sportsnet Pacific region tonight, Habs Canucks for you. Big game first for the Canucks. Three. First of three. First to three. I love I love the schedule, man. I love it. You do? Like, bring it on. Oh, why not? Get it over. You know what? You're having trouble against a team? No, no. They don't leave. you got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, Coaching staff right. needs to talk. Well, Travis Green right. and the boys need to get in that room and work the film. You know what yeah. I'm saying, McAlve? Yeah. I'm a big yeah. I'm a big fan of that. And big if you got an injury, that. go bleep yourself. Uh, <laughs> like, welcome to the club. Everyone's playing the yeah. same amount of games. Deal right. with it. Elliot Friedman joins us in about 20 minutes. I promise I won't ask if he dyes his hair. I will not ask Elliot Freeman if he dies his hair. It's not important. It's not a big news item today. It's not a headline. I think we can all move past it. Clearly, I have. I, I don't. <laughs> <You're> t- <laughs> Do you I die anything die. else? Do you die anything else? Don't answer Good that. We've also got Raptors Heat. Interesting Raptors game tonight. Sportsnet 1 is where you can see it. Uh, the Heat, by the way, are 5-7. and seven. And they've had some COVID restriction issues as well. Jimmy Butler's Half not going to play for, up. for them tonight. Half game up. Raptors 5-8. and eight. Can the Raptors win for a fourth straight game tonight and kind of flip the script a little on what's gone on here to start the year? We'll find out. We'll talk about it. We'll discuss. But, Tim, let's get to it. And you know what I mean by it. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do. I swear I do. Think about it. Oh, my God. It was quite the evening for all Blue Jays fans. It was fun, man. Last night, if you had, like, if you were among the hardcores who were on Twitter watching the every tweet 
And my favorite was when Ken Rosenthal tweeted out that the Jays had about a 70% chance of signing George Springer, to which someone responded, and I remember the name, Andy. Uh, my sources say 69%. <laughs> you, you know what I mean, baby. There was a response you know right I mean. after that just said, nice. You know what I mean. <laughs> it all came to a head, Sixero. Jeff Passon's report. The Jays had reached an agreement with free agent outfielder George Springer. Six years, $150 million. It would be the richest contract in Canadian sports history if, in fact, it were true. Springer reportedly arrived in Dunedin last night. We are still awaiting official word from the team. Now, a lot of today, folks thought that the Jays hit the daily double with Springer's good friend Michael Brantley also joining the Bluebirds. But those rumors and the love that went with them smashed by many since they first hit the tweeter machine, including Buster Only, who came off the top rope and just throw, like, how, by God, where did he come from, Sixero? Match, match was over at that point. Still came off the top rope. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He said the Jays were nowhere close to signing him. I don't know. Either way, we've been talking about these rumors for months. Like, are you surprised? Are you not over the Brantley? Are you confused? Are you on a sugar rush? Are you confounded? Where is Sid Sixero after a crazy 24 hours or so? As crazy as we've seen, to be honest. Oh, that was a, that was a show last night, man. That was a Broadway and today. production. And today. I thought they had um, Brantley. Yeah, we were told they did. Um, look, let's go from the beginning here, Timmy. And I just want to refresh everyone's uh, memory on what my initial Springer take has been the whole time. I did not think this was going to happen. Now, this was in before Lindor. This was before Lindor. In the beginning. In the beginning. I thought there was no chance. No chance. Mets got the space. Connecticut guy. Boom. I thought it was a lock. And, Tim, I just, as excited as I am, because I do believe the Jays just won the division. <laughs> I, I do believe that. I do. Yeah. Um, I let's Sorry. let's not be revisionist. Can I laugh at that? No, it's fine. No, of course it's you can. Fine. Like no, that's because it hasn't. Because the fun the fun part is it hasn't happened yet. So yes, you can. And, laugh at it. it's fun. And it's the fun, fun and the fun part is like I don't know that you're wrong. I think they probably need another pitcher to do it. But well, we'll get to I that think in a that you're thinking that they yeah. have. Yeah, this is why I'm laughing. Go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to insult I'm... your your. No, the no. Jays are going to win the division with a laugh, but it was an earnest and honest reaction. Oh, you know what? And we're going to talk to Jeff Passon. Thank God this is off the board. Jay Happ signed with the Twins, so we don't have to go down that road again. He's not coming to the Jays. Okay. Don't even waste my time okay. with that. Anyway. All right. Um, let's, let's remember what happened here because I hear a lot of discussion today. I'm excited. A lot of people are excited. This is the guy. This has been the guy the whole time. I am jacked, and I'm, and I'm excited about this Jays season. I was excited anyway. Uh -huh. Right, But this is not – you know how they all wilted against some good arms in Tampa for two games? This guy's not going to wilt. He's not. You got a pedigree. Got a That's pedigree. not his history. So there's a couple things I just want to make clear here. First, the Jays got it done, but do not get it twisted. The Jays got it done the way everyone knew they were going to have to get it done the entire time they were going to have to overpay. overpay. This is not some dawn of a new era. This is not some new way baseball players are looking at Toronto. This is not a, a new direction in terms of how the Jays acquire players at this time of year. This was the haul that you had to put in the middle of the table to get them away from New York. 
because they were sitting at 125. You were sitting at 125. And what DJ LeMahieu taught the Jays is if you think you're going even up with a New York team money dollar for dollar, you're going to lose every time. Every time. So knowing full well the type of player he is, knowing full well what the narrative is, knowing full well, DJ LeMahieu might be the best thing to happen to Jays fans. Because I don't think they push the chips in the middle of the table if DJ doesn't play out the way it does. The Jays learned a lesson there. They're going to have to grin and bear it, but that's what they're going to have to do to get their guy. And to their credit, to Mark and Ross's credit, they, they left this fantasy like the Jays are on an even playing field financially and market-wise and did what they had to do. And I applaud them for it because he's the guy. I'm glad... I'm glad you said it before you get to second lead because we're eight minutes in and my name's on the show too. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm glad you said that because I saw some people that I respect suggesting that see uh, no home for next year didn't mean much or see the Jays can get free agents. Yes, they can if they offer 25 million more than Thank the closest you. competitor. So Thank I'm you. glad. I'm glad that you straightened that out and there's nothing wrong with it. That's what you have to do. They got their man and they paid 25 for everyone who has ever said Rodgers is cheap or Shapiro and Atkins somehow don't want to spend money and make the team competitive. And we'll talk about perhaps their vindication coming up in mere moments from now. They paid 25 million more than the closest bidder. Now, the closest bidder also had some other stuff going on, like pictures of their junk. We'll bring so, that up with, with Pat and a GM that just got fired. Honestly. Well, the, G, the GM had the pictures of the... the oh, the pictures. Sorry, I thought you said pitchers who are junk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind their pitching staff. I'm so actually. sorry. No, I mean, they're injured a lot, but I do... I was, I do, I was, I do, I yeah, I do like said it. Jacob okay, DeBrom is pretty good. Yeah. I'm glad we clarified that we're talking about Jared Porter's groin. I, I want to right. clarify that. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Right. So, <laughs> that, that's on me. So $25 million is a big reason why George Springer ended up doing this. And there's a lot of narratives. And listen, I get it. Twitter is the I told you so place. So a lot of people want to go with the I told you so at the end. But make no, like, if, if, if we believe what's reported, they overpaid $25 million to get the guy. I got, I got no problem with it. But just don't feed me this, wow, the Jays are now on an even playing field. Fine. No, 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 no. They just fought. The light bulb went off, man. And they saw George Springer walking out the door. And they said, nah, that's not going to happen here. And good for them. It's not your money. What the hell do you care at home? Extra 25. Good night, Snell and fine. Don't worry about it. They got their guy. He's 31 years old. He's a playoff performer. Here's the other thing, Tim, before we get into some match game stuff. I love this take from last night. Yeah, but he's a cheater. George Springer's a cheater. It's true. Well, to what level of cheating are we talking about? Because I know Jose Altuve had a buzzer on his chest. That I can pretty much see. <laughs> you know Jose Altuve had a buzzer. Why, so, wouldn't, why wouldn't he take off his shirt? For those, there was one person who tracked the bangs and George Springer was among the more banging in 2017 bang worthy. George Springer had more bangs than most <laughs> players on the Astros, but not the most yeah. bangs. However, George Springer also improved his stats after the bangs went away 
and that part of the listen you can be two things that two opposite opinions can both be true he could have been a part of a cheating scandal in 2017 and he also could have been better after the cheating scandal of 2017 both things can be true even though they are seemingly on opposite it's called is it a paradox is that the word that i'm searching for like that's paradox. both of them can be true at the same time and be of and be of competing ideologies or narratives what really pissed me off about the take is if you're the toronto blue jays and you're about to shatter your free agent spending record not break it shatter it you have dave hudgens on your coaching staff he was the hitting coach for springer back in houston you can make the argument he knows exactly to a t who was doing the most cheating and the least on that team do you not think the Jays asked Dave Hudgens about that situation? Do you not think the Jays have done their due diligence? Do you think the Jays would spend $150 million on a guy they thought was completely propped up by the trash can banging without doing some research? You fool. I got news for you. I, well, hold on, hold on. Hold they on. probably you, did because it's a lazy why, take. It's a lazy you, take. But Every why Houston you... Astro cheated equally. Everyone. You don't know that. You're an idiot. No, you don't know that at all. So just to make to jump to that conclusion is ridiculous considering they just spent that much money on him. You don't think they've done some research at all? Why are you mad? Because that take bothered me last night. It I know, really but you, just, you, me you seem night. mad, period. You seem upset, period. And I don't want you to be. The Toronto Blue Jays Sometimes have I'm at my best significant... when I'm mad, period. Sometimes I'm at my best, too. <laughs> I get it. You're right. Let's bring it back. It. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. He's I don't jet. think you should be getting mad at other people's bad takes. I lazy don't. Lazy takes. It wasn't a bad I take. Don't. It was a lazy take. That's why it got I got upset. Lazy. I don't. And I think I think what's what's happening here is you look at this team and you wonder, you look at the lineup and you wonder, like, this lineup now is as good as any. And if you had Michael Brantley in the middle of it, oh, my God. He's not coming. Uh, we're done. hearing now. Yeah, it's it's 32 million over two years. It's good money in for Houston. Him. It is significant yeah. money for Michael Brantley. He's also an All Star three of the last four years. Like the guy's been, but he's the most underrated hitter in the game. Like he's and bad. and adding a left and a right handed bat would have made this lineup unbelievably good. Not there though. When you look at this lineup, do you see? Obviously, you you have already said you thought they win the division. I think they're going to continue. Down the road, they were already willing to bring in Michael Bram. For whatever reason, it fell apart. It fell apart. But it shows that the Jays are still on the wagon for getting people. And I'm Clemp right now. I'm a little choked just, up. And it made emotional. I, I had another emotional. cookie or emotional. Either one of the two. Well, and now, now the arms race in the AL East is going to get really interesting. Because the Yankees need one or two. The Jays could use one or two. Unless Nate Pearson becomes a guy, and I'm not sure it's the year for that. I'm, I'm rooting for it. There's players that, you know, listen, Trevor Bauer has become a very interesting name in this. Um, the Yankees have technically really not added anyone. Corey Kluber for a year, but that's not, that's not a Yankee signing. That's not, that's, that doesn't have the sizzle. So well, who gets the arms between the Jays and the Yankees? To me, that's, that's the interesting discussion going forward here. You can always use relievers. Jays are still linked to a bunch, but... Starting pitching-wise, I think that's what you look at. And if you're the Jays, you have pieces, you know, you might have an outfielder to trade. You might. 
Cubs could use a guy. I don't know. What do they have? Yeah, I don't know if Rowdy Tellez is the guy that's going to bring you something back in return, but if you're talking about trading a guy like Lourdes Gurriel Jr., that's exactly some are right now. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what you're talking about? That's exactly what I'm talking about because that's, that, that's when you get a real arm back. Yeah, like you got to get significant, significant For piece. Sure. You got to get with, like a one with years back of control, from, years, of years of control, of control. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, and a good player. Blah blah blah. I'm with you though. They need pitching, and uh, Travats who's writing in. Take it easy. We know they need pitching. They need pitching. When Sid said they were ALEs champs, he was saying it because he thinks that they're going to go out and get pitching because they're being super aggressive right now. And that's a far cry from where most of you were just a day ago when I was asking similar questions on Twitter and on this show. Kevin writes in and says, love how you guys are trying to justify Springer cheating right now. He benefited from the cheating the year they cheated, period. No one denied that. He was there, but you weren't. That's, so what the hell do you know is my point. That's, that's why I my point is that's why I said it's a paradox. He can, he can be a really good hitter and have cheated. Have you heard of Barry Bonds? <laughs> uh, might go in the Hall of Fame next week, or might not. A topic for probably not. Day. I don't <laughs> think he is. So you and day. I both think that they've improved. You and I both think that they're not done. So is this, in a way, before we get to the match game? Because this is here's what they've done. They've added protection in the lineup for their younger guys. And I thought they left him out to dry a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if they go after another bat in order to provide even more protection. And I love what that does to this team. And it starts putting pressure on those kids to perform while providing them the protection in the lineup. But is this vindication or is this the start of vindication for a management team that has been pooped all over? By the fans yeah, this, of this franchise? This was big, Tim. Yes, it is. Because, and you saw what they did to get this guy. You, you, I mean, you can make the argument just by watching the story develop from afar. They felt like it's vindication. He was the best pound-for-pound pound player available in free agency. God bless Trevor Bauer, DJ LeMayhew. Great players. This guy is the complete package. Complete. Clubhouse, defensively, postseason pedigree. He's 31 and Mark Shapiro and Atkins. Mark Shapiro signed for five years, Tim. George Springer signs for six. He is now, they are tied at the hip in terms of a Jays legacy. And if you're going to do that with a player, Tim, if you're Mark, you're very, very comfortable with a guy like Springer. Outstanding. Outstanding. We sent out the match game on Twitter before the show. And it kind of hit. The last 24 hours in Jay's land have been blank was the match game that we threw out on Twitter. Once again, the last 24 hours in Jay's land have been blank. I can't believe how many people are stuck on the cheating. Oh, I'm not. Cheating is always that, that, that evergreen topic, Tim. You know that. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, I guess so. And even, even the most passive of fans can weigh in on, he's a cheater. And not realize that the last two years he's been just as good, if not better, than he was when they were cheating. But he is a cheater. He was on a team that cheated. Correct. He was on a team that cheated, yes. And the bangs have been documented, and they said that he was, it was like 15% of the at-bats that they tracked, he had bangs. Did he ask for the bangs? I don't know. Bangs were there. 
But he's asked for him? I don't know. Yeah. He was on it. He was a part of it. People have talked about it. And he's still a good hitter, just like Barry Bonds. Really? Yeah, correct. Also, looking forward to all these cheating tweets when they're like 10 games above 500. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of them showing up. Hot takes, six zero. Ton of them. Hot takes. So uh, Let's get to the match game. Do you want? I'll allow you if you'd like to. And uh, you I got don't one. Have to I got a short one. Oh. I got a very short one. Uh, which, uh, pardon the pun, in terms, of, you'll know when they say it. The last 24 hours in Jay's land have been orgasmic. Too much information? No, because I don't. I don't know that. I mean, Springer is good, but it's been. It's crazy. Crazy. Uh, how about this? Michael writes in and says, the last 24 hours in Jay's land have been like grocery gateway showing up and throwing in an extra bag of Ruffles sour cream and onion chips in the bag. Michael, so much, so much imagery. And it ties into the orgasmic line that I have. I feel the same way when I look at those chips. Same way. Uh, Ed writes in, and Ed, I'm listening. I've heard you say it for weeks. I understand it. And I'm going to give it to you for all the people writing in about the cheating. Ed writes in and says, The last 24 hours in Jay's land have been like being down 0-2, hearing the trash can bang, and hitting a walk-off home run. Allow me to be uh, what some people are like with this show, Tim. All you people on Twitter are just being mean. Just leave the player alone. Let him do his thing. Why always negative Toronto fan reaction? Why do you always do this? That's why players don't normally want to play here unless you overpay by $25 million. Just so negative all the time. So negative, Tim. I'm so and tired Boston's of it. not negative. And New York's not negative. Just such a negative and Vancouver's fan not negative. <laughs> Leave him alone. Uh, He's a human being. God. Unbelievable. Joe wrote in and said, The last 24 hours in Jay's land have been enough to put a little springer in my step. <laughs> A little Springer in his little, two-step. A little Springer. Up, I don't mind that. Uh, Ian, By the way, uh, sorry, Timmy. Tim, Springer of Rain was pitched on Twitter earlier today. Are you a fan of that? It's not bad. Spring. He doesn't have. He doesn't hit as many home runs as Josh Donaldson, so it's not exactly apples to apples, but it's pretty good. It's pretty uh, good. Joe, Joe said, "Put a little Springer in his step," and Ian responded to Joe's tweet on Twitter, and that's why you got a hashtag Tim and Sid and hashtag Matt game, Match Game, so others can follow along. But Ian Patterson responded to Joe's tweet and said, "I got a Springer just thinking about it." <laughs> <laughs> I think it's something sexual he's talking about. <laughs> Graham Carr wrote in and said the last 24 hours in Jay's land have been like Sid Sixero at a Mary Brown's all-you-can-eat buffet. Mm. Mm. Hashtag didn't think it was possible. Hashtag crushing life. Hashtag match game. Hashtag Tim and Sid. If Mary Brown's chicken, when this is all over and we can do stuff again, and we will, Mary Brown's, think of the buffet. Just Uh-oh. think about it. I'm not Uh-oh. saying you have to do it. Uh-oh. I will support said decision. Just think about it. And finally, uh, Gajun writes in and says, the last 24 hours in Jay's land have been necessary. Well, we're not crowning anyone yet, especially after years of poor deals. This looks good and feels like a necessary step in the right direction. 
like the wrestling promo take you had with it there, Tim. You, you added you added to the to the tweet. It was good. It was good. Who brought who brought Debbie Downer to the equation? <laughs> typical. <laughs> Typical negative Toronto sports fans. Just typical. typical. And finally, uh, Brandon Kuhn of Blue Jays Nation, who broke with and dealt with the scrutiny of it, mm-hmm. only to be right, answers in to our match game and says, the last 24 hours in Jays land has been quite fun, in my opinion. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> no doubt, Brandon, you were right. Nice haircut, right. too, by the way. We'll take the break. Oh, it is a wonderful haircut. Uh, We'll take the break, Sydney. So much to get to. Jays and Heat. Jays and Heat. Sorry. Got Blue Jays in the mind. It's all running together. It's all running together at this point. Raptors and Heat. That is indeed the NBA matchup tonight in Tampa. The first of two between Miami and Toronto. We've got the Leafs and Oilers, the Canucks and Habs. And when we return, Elliot Friedman will join us. Normally... Matthews McDavid gets the marquee, but the two leading scorers in the National Hockey League are neither of those guys. We'll discuss all of that next right here on Tim and Sid, Sportsnet Radio and TV. This is Tim and Sid on Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto and coast to coast on Sportsnet. Lots of baseball talk coming up. Jeff Passan, Ben Nicholson-Smith. Lots of sports on the network tonight. Raptors Heat, Sportsnet One, Habs Canucks regional coverage or the Super Sports Pack. And on Scotiabank Wednesday night, hockey tonight. Yes, Raquel. It's the Leafs and the Oilers. Uh, That is Sid Sixero's rendition of what should be the theme song. Time now for three of 31 brought to you by the GMC Sierra AT4, the premium off-road pickup truck built for adventure. He is Elliot Friedman. He's joining us live right now. Freach, uh, it was great to see you on air last week. Uh, great job as always. How annoyed are you that people just bring up your hair color? I hate when people bring it up like that. Do you no, hate when people I, I bring think, it up? I, I th- Sid, I think it's great. Like, And I'll tell you why I think it's great. Because life is really hard right now. And if we can distract, I was just actually talking about this with the MVP of Sportsnet, Deb Berman. And uh, we were, because she hates my hair right now. But I said, look, if people are <laughs> laughing about it and people who are having a tough time or distracted or having a good laugh at the expense of my lid, I am good with that. Like, I am very good with that. Let's, this is supposed to be fun. Let's let people have fun. Let's just let me sorry, forgive me for not putting more context on it. So Elliot Friedman's hair looked extra darkish last week. <laughs> it dominated discussion online, and that's where this is coming from. And the panel, from. And, and, yeah, and the panel, the Can, panel yeah, brought it up panel. too. The panel brought it up. So just just so we're clear, Fridge, because we've known you a long time, and I feel comfortable yeah. asking you. Yeah, you yeah. do not because it's fine. A lot of guys on TV do it. A lot of people do yeah. it. Yeah, you do. You do not dye your hair. No way, Sid. And the thing is, like, oh, like Sid, like, okay, who do I have to impress? Okay, I've been married Canada. a decade. Yeah, no, I, they, uh, they've already given up on me. The audience has already given up on me. I've been married for ten years. I've got no one to impress. Uh, I'm not letting her go anywhere. So, uh, you know, like seriously, like, who do I have to impress by dyeing my hair? Like nobody. So I'm not that vain. Uh, I realize. While I'm close to a perfection when it comes to a human being, I'm not perfect. So if I, if my hair uh, gets a little gray at some point, I can deal with it. 
Uh, Elliot Friedman joining us here on Tim and Sid. And to, to confirm, uh, Sportsnet MVP is stylist Deb Berman. Uh, yes. The person who helps Elliot Friedman get dressed every day. Uh, not yeah. Ken Reed. Not Ken Reed, so we're clear. <laughs> Ken will be the tele- Ken's been spreading that lie for years. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Uh, so we've got a, a remarkably juicy uh, Scotiabank Wednesday night hockey matchup yes. um, where the where the marquee would be clear normally, uh, Matthews McDavid, but it's been a different start to the season mm-hmm. for both teams. And Marner and Tavares have been putting up more points than both of those guys. And I don't know if you know this, but shockingly, Edmonton's struggling to score. Mm-hmm. Is that what yeah, we're, what's you know, going on here? You know, I think Tim, it's still a marquee matchup. Like, don't yeah. don't kid yourselves. Like, you, people want to see these guys. Um, they want to go head to head, and also don't forget that this is their first game since they trained together during the off season. So, you know, they they they've become friendly, and I think when you're a friendly rival, you want to beat that other person even more, just so you have the bragging rights against them. When they were working out together and skating together that time in Arizona, I heard they were pretty much always on the same team. This time, uh, they're going to be on opposite teams. And as you mentioned, the Oilers in particular, they need a win. So I think these two are going to be energized for this game tonight. As a matter of fact, I am convinced that the reason the George Springer deal got done was because he wanted his Ignite box for this game tonight. Don't and if all. he waited any longer, he wasn't going to get it. Uh, a man who understands where he works, Elliot Freeman, joining us here on Tim and Sid. Uh, Freege, the, um, it, am I reading too much into this? I saw CJ tweet this out earlier today. It was an optional morning skate for the Leafs. Yeah. And, and all the vets took, uh, did not take the option and showed up. Mm-hmm. Does that mean a lot? to a team like Toronto who maybe lacked a little bit of veteran leadership or, or am I making too much out of that? You know, it's a good question. Um, You know, off the top of my head, here's my number one question. Did they practice yesterday? I can't remember. So, you know, that could be, you know, that could be one thing there immediately. If they practiced yesterday or today, you'd have to double check back on that one. So if they didn't practice yesterday, then, you know, guys could have wanted to skate. There's not going to be a lot of practice time this year. Um, You know, I I just think that one thing that really happens, Sid, is that, you know, they're probably not, there's not as much travel right now. The only place they've gone to is Ottawa. Now they've got something coming up at the end of the week, but, you know, I'm sure these guys don't feel tired. Um, And, you know, I think the other thing too is that do not underestimate how much pride, like a lot of people uh, put uh, put in their craft, like working on little things, just getting on the ice, getting on the feel. Um, I- I've learned over the years not to underestimate that. Like I think, Sid, later in the season as they travel more and the games really start getting piled up, I think you'll I think you'll see more guys maybe take those morning skates off. But right now, that doesn't surprise me. I think you know these guys haven't played a lot and they really miss the game. So. Um, I, I think the great ones always try to, stru- to squeeze a little bit extra in. Well, Tim, Sid, and Elliot Friedman are talking about practice. Uh, we've got to bring <laughs> up the Winnipeg Jets practice because Patrick Laine tried again today, and apparently this one lasted 10 minutes. Like, yep. what, did, what did the Jets ho- do to the hockey gods? Because 
this doesn't seem good for another start for another season for Winnipeg in what is a remarkably important season for Line A and the Jets. Well, especially the way Line started, like the way he played in the opening night, not only the goals, but he had a great pass on the power play. He stepped up for a teammate when he got checked into the boards. Like Line was a dervish that night. Like he was motivated. Um, he was, he was really into it. And um, I think that, you know, so I think that makes it even tougher. I didn't like the way the Jets looked the, the game in Toronto. I thought they really didn't have a lot of life that game. But last night I thought that was, you know, last night the kind of game that you, you look back on maybe the end of the year and you say, boy, that one really got our season going because they had every excuse to lose to Ottawa. Um, they were really in trouble in that game and they came back and they found a way to win. And, you know, Tim, after a game like that, I'm always curious, what's your next one look like? Like, I think when you really lose one terribly or you yeah. really win one emotionally, I always say, what's the next one look like? Because that tells me if it's a blip or it's really something that's going somewhere for you. And um, I'm curious to see their next one because they could they had every excuse to lose last night. They found a way. Let's see if it rolls their energy in a positive way. Like I really think, Tim, that their forward group, especially with line and healthy, is as good as anyone's in the country. And they should be able to score, and they should be able to be energetic because of that, um, especially when line gets back. Elliot Friedman here on Tim and Sid. Oilers Leafs tonight, Scotiabank, Wednesday Night Hockey on Sportsnet. Fridge will be on the panel as he is every Wednesday. Um, Fridge, which fan base, in your opinion, should be the most nervous of the two? Edmonton or Vancouver? Ooh. Um, that's a great question. Um, can I – and I don't want to say tie because that's lame. <laughs> so I'm – you know, the, the reason I'll say – the reason I'm going to say Edmonton – is because I just think in Vancouver, you, you just, Pedersen is going to snap out of it, right? And I just, you know, I think Vancouver, they, they changed their on ice, they changed their identity. Like, I would be really curious, for example, if the Canucks would try to claim Julius Honka tomorrow, if it wasn't for the, um, if it wasn't for the whole situation with the border. Like, it, it's not worth it to you now if a guy's got to do a 14-day quarantine. So I, I'll say Edmonton because um, they took such a big step last year, and you're looking at their kind of goaltending situation right now with the injuries and the quarantines, and you're looking at Koskinen and you're saying, boy, we really need him to be a superstar right now because if, if he isn't, this can go south really quickly. So that's why I think I would pick the Oilers fans right now. The the other thing about the Oilers, though, Fridge, is I expect that, like, in their losses, they're 0 for 14 on the power play, and their mm -hmm. one win, they're 2 for 4. Like, that power play, given what they have, has to be better. Mm -hmm. I no? agree with that. Like, yeah. like, James Neal has been out. Like, yeah. I wonder if they're looking at him and saying, boy, we could, yeah. we could really use him right now. That's finish. That that net front presence as well? That's finish. Yes, finish net front presence, whatever you want to call it. I think all of that stuff is uh, very true. It has been weird to see their power play not clicking. That's certainly true.
Yeah. What do you think about uh, the Sid and I were talking about the three game set in Vancouver between uh, the Habs and the Canucks? Like, yep. I, I was lamenting the idea that if someone gets hurt in that, you're screwed. This is the situation that we're all in, and we understand why. Sid yep. was also saying, like, this is amazing because if you lose that first game, like, get to work, figure it out because you got to go back out and face the same team. So, like, Pierre LeBron wrote a piece uh, in The Athletic uh, a couple days ago where he talked about how will the this schedule continue. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love him. Just, uh, some, some odd guy that we see around the rink. Great writer. Great writer, though. Yeah, great, great writer. writer. That's right. Yeah. So he wrote a piece, and in it, he quoted TV executives who said that they don't like the baseball schedule, right? Mm-hmm. And as Sid, you and Tim and I know, this is why you never listen to TV executives. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I think this is great. I, I, I really like it. Um, and I, you know, maybe we're playing, you don't want, I don't think you want these teams playing each other 10 times during the year. I think that's going to be too much. But when we go back, like, I like the teams playing back to back. Like, if Toronto goes to the West Coast in the future, why shouldn't they play two in Calgary, two in Edmonton, two in Vancouver, and then maybe two in Winnipeg on the way home? Like, why, why shouldn't that happen? I, I think it's great. I think it eases the wear and tear on your players. I think it creates a little bit of hate. Um, you know, like, if you – and, you know, maybe back-to-back, like, if you don't have a ticket for the first game or you, or you can't go to the first game, maybe you get a chance to see – this team you want to see the second time. Like, to me, it's a, it, it's a win-win-win. I, I hope this ends up being a schedule for good. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. But to me, like, this is perfect. This is the way it should be. I just don't know how, like, I'm sitting here. Hmm. I'm, I'm sitting here with a Canadian matchup at 7 Eastern. Normally another one at 10 or at 9.30 or 9.00. Well, the Canucks like, are on tonight. Buy the regional yep, package, uh, Sid. I am well. I'm well down that road, Mr. Freeman, <laughs> as as you might expect. Um, I'm going to watch that. But I, all, what I'm saying is, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like take Leafs Flyers on a Saturday and then wait four days for the Canes matchup again. Like, that's a different. It's a different world. Where, now we all want to live in that world again, and we will. But yeah. the spoiledness of this Canes schedule, for a lot of reasons, including the ones you were talking about, Freege, I just I don't I don't know if I can go back. Well, I'm going to be I, honest. And, and you know what? I'll tell you, Sid, I'm with you on that. It's like, you know, when we were kids, like this is like on-demand TV, right? When we were kids, because we're all old fogies, like the idea that you could say it's 10 in the morning, I want to watch this movie right now, was completely foreign to us, right? right. But now, like, like, I'm a, like I'm a big James Bond guy. Like there will be times like I just say, I want to watch a James Bond movie right now. And I just go to my on-demand and I pick it out. Like, once it was out of the box, you can't go backwards. That's what everybody's used to now. I look at this schedule and I say, it's out of the box. How are you going to go backwards? I don't know that they can. His name's Friedman. Elliot Friedman. Shaken, not stirred. He looked like James Bond last week. What will he look like tonight? Find out. Scotiabank, Wednesday night hockey as the Leafs take on the Oilers. Kind of, uh, I hate to say, must win uh, this soon into a 56-game season, but I'll imply it. Sid, I'll tell you this. You cannot fall behind. 
That you is know true. my stat, the November first stat. There's no November first this year, but yeah. it sits. <laughs> Prorated. What is it? I'm Did looking you, at. You... I'm trying to figure out what All the right. date's going to be. Get back to us. Sounds like a Let tweet for later tonight, yeah. though. Sounds like a yeah. tweet for each or something By for the, the broadcast. Way, That's interesting. Tonight is Edmonton's first road game since March the 5th. Crazy. <sighs> Crazy. Wow. 2020. Well, in the last, yeah, t- 2021, by the way. 2021. So. <laughs> so I forgot. 2021. <laughs> Elliot Freeman. The one and only. We got to go, Thanks, buddy. Brother. Be well, man. All right, guys. Take care. Have a great night. There is Elliot Friedman. Uh, match game. Going crazy. We'll address it and all your tweets coming up next right here. Tim and Sid, Sportsnet Radio and TV. McAuliffe and Sixero from the basements. Like the Quest trade ad, Sid, hope is not a plan. So the Toronto Blue Jays have signed George Springer. After much consternation, much rumor and innuendo, the Blue Jays have got the most coveted position player of the free agent crop. You could say player. You could say player. Is Trevor Bauer? I hedged on Trevor Bauer. No, no, I know why. You shouldn't have. George Springer is going to do way more for you than Trevor Bauer will. God bless Trevor Bauer. I don't hate Trevor Bauer on the Jays. Don't hate it, but let's be honest. If I had to pick one, it ain't Trevor Bauer. I was going to say, wait till you hear that the Jays have signed Trevor Bauer, and then we'll see what you have to say. In Bitcoin. <laughs> or some weird but, signing like that. Yeah, they signed him with Bitcoin? Some weird. Yeah, it's something <laughs> yeah. strange with Trevor, you know. We got the match game going right now. The last 24 hours in Jays land have been blank. You and I at one point have to discuss what the hell happened with Michael Brantley, right? Like, is Jeff passing the guy to do that with? I think he's the guy to do that with. I think okay. I think he, he'd have more sources than I, to be fair about it. Crazy. whatever, Because so many people went with it. Like, legitimate folks yeah. went with it. Passing had, if they signed Brantley, here's the lineup. Like, there were a lot of well-placed people who went with that story. Lo and behold, he re-signs with Houston. Peter writes in and says, The last 24 hours in Jay's land have been euphoric, pleasing, and happiness. I won't ever disparage the vibe of Mark Shapiro or Ross Atkins again. Well, it's a miracle, Tim. It's a miracle. A positive Shapiro and Atkins tweet. Oh, my God. How many people do you think will end up admitting that? And again... Very Twitter few. for me has Very become few. the I told you so place. Yeah. You just wait for the point where you can say I told you so. And if you can't say I told you so, you shriek, shrink into the background and try and hide like Homer Simpson going into the hedges. Yeah. There's not, there's not many of those people on Twitter. I think you and I know that. Tim writes in and says, The last 24 hours in Jay's land have been terrible. We signed and overpaid... A World Series <laughs> cheater. <laughs> Woo! Thanks, Sid likes that one. Oh, I love baseball fans in this country. You're the <laughs> best. You're the never change Canadian baseball fan who doesn't watch baseball. Never change. Last 24 hours in Jay's land have been 
As clean as the top of Tim McAuliffe's head, writes Liam. Sorry, as clean and fresh. Fresh, get it right, Tim. As the top of Tim's head. So clean and so fresh. So fresh and so clean, but whatever. Whatever. It's really I'm, I'm never shiny dis- I'm without I'm never makeup, distracted right? by your head shine. Although it is it is looking extra bowling ball uh, today. It's looking yeah, a little do- extra shine. As long as it's five... Well, it's five pin. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I miss bowling. I want to bowl. Do you really? I do. Bowling's fun. I want to bowl. Joshua Almeida writes in and says, "How close did they get to that six zero? Let me see the name. Say it again. Joshua Almeida. Uh, if you're on Surf FM, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> writes in and says, "The last 24 hours in Jay's land have been an overreaction unless they get a legit starter." I don't buy that either. I'm not agreeing with a damn person today. Like, nobody. <laughs> Started with Jeff Blair. Tim and I got into it. Freeze was fine. But like most of the tweets, I disagree with. Look, we're well, going to step us. Sorry, go ahead. That's because Freeze agreed with your hair take. Had he not. That's not the point. <laughs> I, I welcome constructive criticism, Tim, as you know. We're going to take a break. Um, we're going to do more of these match games after the break. Jeff Passon's coming. We'll talk to him. Ben Nicholson-Smith's coming. Well, don't give me your don't give me your look with your shiny head. It's time for real sports talk with Tim McCallum and Sid Sexero. Thank you very much, Sheepdogs. Sorry for yelling at you. Thank you very much, Sheepdogs. Jeff Passon, Ben Nicholson. You just had good energy. Good energy. I think I, I think I popped the microphone. Jeff Passan, Ben Nicholson-Smith, plenty of baseball talk coming up. Uh, also, a big basketball and hockey night on the network. Raptors Heat Sportsnet 1, Leafs Oilers on Sportsnet, and then regional coverage of the Super Sports Pack, Habs and Canucks, uh, which will be a good game and an important game for the Canucks especially, uh, given their start. It's the first of three between the Habs and the Canucks in Vancouver, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday between the three. Mark Spears, friend of the show, tweeting out moments ago, said, Heat say, Tyler Hero, Myers Leonard, Avery Bradley, and Jimmy Butler have all been ruled out of tonight's game against the Toronto Raptors. Yep, opportunity there. Raptors at 5-8. and eight. You can see it on Sportsnet 1 tonight. Heat at 5-7. and seven. Look, are we going to sit here tomorrow and dissect this if it goes the Raptors' way, considering some of those names missing? Uh, considering the snarl is gone. Um, I don't know, but a win is a win is a win is a win considering how they started. And I don't really give a damn how they get them. Like, just grab that W and take care of business. So I'm, uh, I'm really interested in how the Raptors come out here. They're feeling good for the first time this year, right? They found some kind of a rotation that semi-works. Stanley Johnson. I'm not saying he's Patrick Beverly, but he's pissing people off defensively. He's right. doing a good job. So uh, I'm, I'm, I hope they have put in a good performance tonight. I know sports is on fire right now. There's stories left and right. But this Raptors game tonight is very interesting to me. Very interesting to me. I, I, I wanted to walk down the road of I'm silly to have doubted them in any way, shape, or form. They'll figure this out. I don't know that with all those missing members of the Heat tonight that you can quantify just how far they've come if they do, in fact, win this one. But... It's Miami, Miami, Indiana, and Milwaukee. So I'm going to start to warm up here and start to see what they're really about and whether or not this lineup can indeed figure it out.
Well, Indiana has nobody. Like, absolutely nobody. Like, they, uh, they, they just... I mean, Karis LeVert went there, and he has an issue on his kidney. Like, he can't play. He's, he, he, yeah. he's out completely. Uh, Miles Turner just got hurt, the big man. Like, so if the Raptors can make some hay here against Miami, Indiana's going to be they're going to roll over. It's, uh, the schedule's not terrible. I, they, they could do something. Pacers are we'll still see. eight and five, too. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Oladipo Oladipo's was there. gone. Miles Turner's yeah. gone. It's just yeah. it's it's a different team. Different team for sure. I hear you. All right, you want to do some more match games? Please, let's do it. Let's get back to the match game, kids. Send them in with a hashtag Tim and Sid or match game. Hashtag Tim and Sid or hashtag match game. Last 24 hours in Blue Jays land have been blank. Tyler writes in and says the last 24 hours in Blue Jays land have been as closely watched as an episode of The Bachelor by Sid. I'm still I'm still trying to get over the news yesterday you dropped on me at the end of the show that Claire and What's-His-Face broke up. Claire, the last bachelorette. Is Dale? Claire and Dale. I read a headline. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It was true. I was going to get mad because I thought you were messing with me, but they actually broke up. Apparently, they're getting in lots of fights. It's a long story, Mikhail. If you don't want the details, but it's just... Why are you shocked by this? The headline that I read was like, the sky is blue, water is wet, and people from The Bachelor broke up. It's It's not even a reality show. Like, it's just fake. They're all actors trying to get a spinoff. Uh, Tim, I thought this one was going to be forever. <laughs> different. They this had three different. dates. They barely knew each other. How does that not work is, is what I'm <laughs> asking myself. How? Brian, Brian Leach writes in and says the last 24 hours in Jay's land have been getting down to business. And he includes a gif <laughs> of Brian Burke yelling out, quit clowning around. Oh, one of the greatest sports promo performances in acting history from Brian Burke. And he wasn't acting that much. Burkey's probably said that before in professional environment. He knew what he was doing. Good on you, Burkey. Your boy Ferrari writes in and says the last 24 hours of Jay's land have been buzzing like Kramer after you had a cafe latte. And you love to see it. I'm not I'm not as high on Kramer as I used to be, Timmy. I don't Too old a reference. No, don't think still, it's funny. Larry David blew it up. The, the, the stand-up routine where really it was about. like really offside. That's kind of the that's the oh, that's that. the thing I'm talking about. That yeah. The other the others yeah. are irrelevant. That the, the one where he went ham in a stand-up and really shouldn't have said a bunch of stuff. Yeah, idiot. right. Idiot. The racist tirade in the name of comedy. You mean? Yeah. Oh, it's funny. I want to say all these words that I can't say. Get off the stage, bud. <laughs> Get off the stage. Larry David ain't here. You ain't that funny. Get off the stage. Justin writes in and says, the last 24 hours in Jay's land have been preparing for the next parade. Eh. I don't know well, some of them have. Far. I'm not going either, but he's not wrong on some of them. Uh, that's All not right. an incorrect tweet in some, some corners of Jay's Twitter. Uh, the last 24 hours in Jay's land have been, Eric writes in and says, have been like Jeff Passan singing the Macarena. Oh, so good. I forgot how talented Je- Jeff Passan is in all aspects. Elmo impressions, breaking news, journalism, Macarena Rick Butler. Last 24 hours in Jay's land have turned my Rogers cable invoice into a great investment. <laughs> I don't know if we're there yet with the most people too, but I appreciate I the sentiment, Rick, to get on TV. I was thinking it. <laughs> uh, Bruce writes in and says, this might be the most fitting of them all. The last 24 hours in Jay's land have been exactly what Shapiro and Atkins have been saying the last three years. 
When they're good enough and they feel like they make them push, is the money going to be there? Yes, was always the answer. Well, there it is. And finally, Danny writes in and says, The last 24 hours in Jay's land have been as good as Passon's Elmo voice. Yes, I'm making a request. All right, well, we'll let him sit on that. He's on hold here. Before we get to Jeff Pass, who's going to join us from ESPN. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but the Jay signed uh, George Springer, and he's good. Watch this. When it comes to George Springer, everything about this guy screams superstar. High fly ball to left. No hitter gone. Shutout gone. Springer goes deep. Boy, a guy who just has big game in his blood. He just wears on pitchers. Likeable, relatable. Finds a way to connect with each and every guy in the clubhouse. But the athletic ability of this guy is so off the charts. It is caught. A robbing home run grab. Springer's got hops. I don't know if there's anybody in baseball that can run down a ball better than Springer. This is a guy still in the infancy of his major league career, but you're talking about a guy who could go down as one of the best ever. This is probably the biggest move made by any team this winter. Instantly makes Toronto one of the very best lineups in all of baseball. Yeah, he's that good. Jeff Bass of ESPN joining us here on Tim and Sid. Jeff, always a pleasure having you on. Um... Any advice for Brandon Kuhn of Jay's, uh, Jay's Nation here for breaking that yesterday? Any advice for him as a future baseball insider? Because clearly he's got some chops. Yeah, I, uh, I DM'd him last night and told him that it was way too big of a flex to say that you broke it from a barber's chair when you have news <laughs> like that. Like, honestly, it, you know, Robert, I've been doing this for 20 years now, and you're like, yeah, I was just sitting around getting a haircut and decided to break the biggest signing of the offseason. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Shut up, kid. <laughs> First off, I wish I could go to a barber shop, and secondly, I understand what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was uh listen, uh when there are young motivated talented people who want to get into this business, I am all for it and I give him all the credit in the world. That's that it was a great it was a great break. It took me it took me hours to confirm it and when I did I was like, "Damn." I I you know, I was kind of hoping it wasn't true because I'm like, wow, I really got scooped by that kid. You, hey, you're allowed. You're allowed to get scooped on one or two because the re- yeah. like literally, I've seen tweets today. It doesn't happen until Passon says it happens. So t- it's it's. I think it's all right. And listen, if we could go back in the day, Sydney, I remember a certain Jeff Passon joining us on this show. And having the, Jeff bear with us, we're going to make you look good. Here's you on our show, I don't know, like a month ago. For some reason, I'm just getting a feeling that Springer and the Blue Jays make sense. Wow. I think there's desire. I think there's desire there on both sides. Brandon Coot said the same thing three weeks earlier on this show, so we didn't we didn't want to tell you that. But... <laughs> Seriously, though, okay. just... it, it, it is. Hold on a sec. It's Brandon, oh, right? Or I, I just want to make I, sure we're getting his name right. If, if we're I, giving him for, some national shine, you know what? He's he's gotten so much love, unless I could call him Stu. I, I think he's fine with it. He's gotten that much love. <laughs> I wrote it down here. Oh, I, I thought it was Brandon. 
Brandon. He was Brennan. in on our match game. He sent in a match game to us, but I erased it after I read it. I think it's Brandon. I thought I thought it was. You know what? Regardless, he's he's winning in the last twenty four hours. He's fine. Jeff, before before we move on here, because I want to ask you about if you're Mark if you're Mark and Ross, what's next? But in this moment, by percentage, how much better did the Jays get in the last twenty four hours here? What kind of a guy is Springer? Boy, um, I think that. George Springer is the game changer that they've been waiting for. And if, if I'm going to assign percentage, this is going to sound really low. So, so bear with me here. I think they got 5% better. Um, but 5% is about the difference that a Chapman made for the Chicago Cubs when they decided to give up Glaber Torres for him in the deal with the New York Yankees in 2016. 5% is an enormous amount. And and the fact that the Jays now are finalizing this deal with George Springer makes them to me every bit the threat in the American League East that the New York Yankees and that the Tampa Bay Rays are. And those are two of the three best teams along with the Chicago White Sox in the American League right now. Um, I think the Jays have World Series aspirations and that they are absolutely reasonable and not exaggerated and some of that guys uh has as much to do with the american league as it does with how good the jays are because they do have flaws still Uh, they don't have a starting pitching staff right now that makes them the favorite in the division but they could and that's the big question how are Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins going to complement this signing uh, and and the re-signing of Robbie Ray and uh, the pending signing of Kirby Yates to make this team into one that's not just a contender in the AL East and the AL writ large, but a favorite. Brendan confirmed. Brendan, sorry, confirmed. sorry, Brendan, that's on me. Sorry, Brendan. Breaking news. I'm done. I did, Breaking I did news, it I'm too. Done. So, are are the Jays <laughs> finished here? Because the idea is that they're not around here do you think that there's still work to be done or do you think work will still be done uh by the front office mark shapiro and ross atkins i was talking with a free agent pitcher today and he said boy Toronto, doesn't he can you repeat that please sorry you cut up momentarily say it again it's getting yeah i was i was talking with a free agent pitcher today and he said and i'm paraphrasing here boy toronto needs one of us doesn't he or don't they and oh, wow. and what he was saying is, you know, they they need another starter in that rotation, and uh, they the the pitching uh, the pitchers out there believe that there's motivation to continue filling it out. So I, no, I do not think the Blue Jays are done. But if they let's just say hypothetically they are, let's say that the best starting pitchers who are on the market right now end up somewhere else it doesn't lessen my good feelings about this team that was good last year and added the best free agent on the market this offseason. Do you think that that adds intrigue to starters? Like they see, oh, dear God, they've got money. They've got Springer. They've got a oh, good yeah. young team. Yeah. Makes it more attractive. Oh, uh, 100%. I mean, there are guys out there. Uh, especially those who are a little bit older and may not have a ring, who see this as an opportunity. Uh, they, they see the landscape in the American League right now as eminently winnable, and they understand that even if the Dodgers or Padres uh, or, or Braves or Mets, uh, to name four teams in the, the National League, are good, that in a seven-game series, the best team doesn't always win. 
in that if you get that spot in the World Series, if you're playing particularly well, if injuries are going your way and not the other team's way, it doesn't matter the talent that's on paper. All that matters is what happens on the field. And a baseball game, even between a great team and a terrible team, is still probably a 60-40 proposition. Jeff Passon of ESPN here on Tim and Sid. Jeff, kind of going broader here before I leave the Springer thing, because the Mets are uh, beyond fascinating for a lot of reasons. There was a moment not too long ago where it's like Lindor, Carrasco, who else are they going to get? You know, can they get below mm-hmm. the 210 threshold? Then I, I, I was sent the headline from ESPN about Jared Porter, their GM, and sending of, of, of texts, numerous texts to a female reporter. And then I saw the byline. You and Mina Kimes. And I said to myself, without reading the rest of the story, Jared Porter's probably done because Mina and Jeff don't write this story without knowing what they're talking about. What role do you think this story played in Springer's decision, if at all? I do not believe the story played a role in Springer's decision. The decision was made before the story came out. Hmm. Um, it'll It'll be interesting, though, to see what the what the future is like for the Mets, and I know that you know we're on in Toronto and all of Canada here, so so the New York Mets aren't um, at the forefront of many people's minds. But I find it to be uh, an absolutely fascinating team because the richest owner in baseball now, by by a couple of orders, bought them, and because they went out and traded for the best player on the trade market and may end up giving him a mega contract. And because they were in on Springer, but not in at the level that the Blue Jays were. And, you know, if you look at taxes and all the things like that, the the money was still going to be more with the Jays and their offer. Um, But at the same time, you know, the reason, guys, that I said what I said a month ago, that clip you played, I was getting the impression from people back then that Toronto's where George Springer wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that he ended up there and ended up there uh, with a really good contract and that the, the Jays were willing to give him that and were willing to spend the money that it took to make him comfortable, to make him happy, to bring him into the fold, I think says a lot about where the organization is at this point. Uh, you know, they quite literally put their money where their mouth is. Jeff Passan, ESPN baseball insider and longtime contributor to this show, uh, joining us. Uh, the the other part of this equation was Jays fans who did not smoke had cigarettes out, lit, and were leaning back in their chair, exhaling the tobacco when they thought Michael Brantley was joining the team as well. Um, <laughs> what the hell happened with Brantley, and how did it go so crazy? where it seemed like he was going to... Have you been able to figure out where it went wrong in Toronto, how close he was, and how he ended up back in Houston? I I don't have the granular enough details right. well enough to, to talk about it at this point because, I, you know, the way that it happened, coming together, falling apart as quickly as it did, and by the afternoon, he's going back to Houston. Um I don't know what I've been told, but I haven't been told to the point where I'm comfortable saying exactly what it was. But it reminded me it reminded me a lot of the Dexter Fowler situation a few years ago when uh, everyone's reporting that he's heading to the Baltimore Orioles. And I think it may have been that day he ends up signing with the Chicago Cubs. Hmm. Jeff Passan here on Tim and Sid. 
Um, back to Springer, if I may. And the one take we're seeing a lot over the last uh, 20 hours or so, Jeff, from Jays fans, is, yeah, but he's a cheater. <laughs> how, would you, how would you respond to that? I mean, he was on a team that cheated. Like, if if you want to if you want to say that, then I I don't think that that's a lie. He participated, as did pretty much everyone, in a uh, what's arguably the the biggest cheating scandal in Major League Baseball in decades, if not a century. Um, I also think that having done so and being a good player, being a great player, are not mutually exclusive. And if you want to sit here and have a moral judgment about what George Springer at the Houston Astros chose to do, you're well within your rights to do so. But if you're wondering whether he's not going to be the same guy that he was down in Houston, the only thing that's going to change about George Springer is his uniform and, and the fact that aging is undefeated. And, and if there's a criticism of this contract from the Blue Jays' perspective, it's the fact that they gave a guy in his 30s $150 million, and you typically don't see that. If there's a criticism, it's going to be that you gave a guy $25 million a year, which is center field money, when he may end up in a corner by the time the end of this contract. But the fact is the Blue Jays feel like they have a window right now to win, and they wanted to add impact players to do so at a price that they were comfortable with. And when it was all said and done, they got an impact player regardless of what his past or history is. And if that was their M.O., then I understand exactly why they did it. Does Springer start the the floodgates? Like, does it open the floodgates? Does it start? Like, it just seems like we've been kind of waiting. And usually when the first guy, the first big guy goes, others fall. Is, Pow- is Bauer going to hold this up? Like, where are we on the free agent market? You know, I, I honestly think LeMahieu was the, the one who opened yeah. the floodgates when, when he signed for six years at $90 million with the Yankees. Now Springer's gone. There's been a big four this whole time. Um, looking at other guys, uh, I think Bauer's moving. I, I don't know that it's close, though, at this point. Uh, I think Real Muto going back to the Phillies. I'm not going to say it's a fait accompli, but that makes the most sense right now. Uh, you know, Marcus Simeon looking at the Dodgers and other places, they have a right-handed bat to get, whether it's Simeon or Justin Turner. You're, you're finally going to see names coming off the board. And even, uh, you know, at the lower end, Jay Happ getting $8 million to sign with the Minnesota Twins. Um, the, I think free agency, the, the log jam that was there is finally abating. And the money, for the most part, has actually been pretty good. Um, the, you know, I, I'm curious to see just what level it stops at and and where guys turn from getting reasonable contracts to uh either having to sign for well what uh well under what people thought the market was going to be or even minor league deals but to this point uh free agency has been slow but productive for players jeff pass and espn here on tim and sid last one for me jeff we got two or three minutes if you're the yankees watching that last night what are you thinking? Uh oh. <laughs> I mean, let, like let's let let's let's look at that lineup right now. I mean, I don't know what you guys think it looks like, but Springer's probably going to lead off. I'm not sure if they're going to keep Bo Bichette in the two hole or put Kevin Biggio there because of his on base skills uh, as well as uh, his ability to hit. Uh, Bichette 
you know, in my mind is going to slot in the three spot. Uh, whether Teoscar Hernandez is hitting cleanup or hitting fifth, what, you know, whatever comes of Vlad Guerrero, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. in there. I, I don't have to say these names to you because Jays fans are rightfully excited for them. Um, they, they understand that one through nine, this lineup really doesn't have a dead spot. And, and you know, we'll see if Danny Jansen can hit. Um, we'll see how much Alejandro Kirk is playing. But, but the possibility, guys, of Rowdy Tellez hitting seventh or eighth, are you freaking kidding me? Like, it, that, that is a great lineup. Which is why so many Jays fans were hoping the Brantley was real. Uh, passing always I know, great. I know, I get it. And, and here's, here's yeah. the thing, though. It's, it's greater with Brantley. Still pretty great without him. It is still pretty good. <laughs> it is still pretty good. And there still could be movement here. So don't count the chickens. There's still an off season to go, as I was telling everyone yesterday. Yep. At this very time. Thanks for doing this. We always like catching up with you. And it's always nice to get the confirmation from a Jeff Passan tweet, no matter who started it. Happy George Spear Day! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the most talented man in sports he re- broadcasting or journalism. He had the request. He had the request. Yeah. God bless you, Jeff. Take care, man. See you, boys. The best. <laughs> Jeff he is the best. The best. A.K.A. Elmo the best um the watching tim a lot of a lot of like we, we've been blessed to talk to a lot of people on the show to watch him go from where he was he was at a good spot when we started talking to him back in the day right like he was in a, yeah, in a good yeah. area yeah he was fine and it's just like he's the, he's the standard in a, in a world of baseball insiders that that's a tough nut to crack man you got Come your on. ken rosenthal's your john Heyman's, your 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 brendan coons all over the place so on, man. good for him. Come on, man. Just we can separate our shoulders, patting ourselves on the back. A little I think bit. we like, can. We, rec- I think you're right. we had Woj on the podcast back in the day. That's why he still comes on the show every once in a while, even though he's busier than everything. Because we had him on the podcast. Chris Haynes has been the same. Mark Spears has been the same. Passon's been the same. Chris Johnson has been the same. Like we've seen it from a little bit of afar. And all of a sudden, all these guys are big-time stuff. Big-time stuff. So it's nice to see, and it's nice to have them as a part of the show. Agreed. Uh, all right, so Tim and I, here's what's going to happen here. Hockey Central uh, is going to hit the air here momentarily, getting you ready for Oilers and Leafs on Sportsnet and 360. We're going radio. Sportsnet 590, the fan. The show will continue. If you go to the Sportsnet app, you'll continue to hear the show. Ben Nicholson-Smith will be joining us. Uh, the Springer story is not done here, and I know people just can't get enough of this thing. So we're going to talk to Ben Nicholson-Smith on the other side. Also, um, the Raptors are in action tonight on Sportsnet 1. They're going to take on the Miami Heat. If you're in the Vancouver area, you can watch the Canucks take on the Habs this evening. It is a loaded evening of sports across the network this evening, but I can't get enough of this Springer story. So we're going to step aside one more time here. On the other side, on the app and on Sportsnet 590, the fan, Ben Nicholson-Smith will join us. So what is next for the Jays? Is it an arm, another bat? We'll talk about it. Next, here on Tim and Sid. Looking for stuff to watch tonight, Lee Soilers. It's on Sportsnet. It's on Sportsnet. Habs, Canucks, also regional coverage. Super Sports Pack, if you want to watch that one. I know there's a lot of Habs fans listening. Uh, Raptors Heat, that's on Sportsnet. One, in the National Hockey League, I don't know if you saw this, Sydney, in the last little while, 
just dropped a fine on the Washington Capitals for violating COVID protocols. It's a $100,000 fine uh, because apparently the team had social interactions among team members who were in close contact and were not wearing face coverings. So the NHL trying to appear as though they are serious about their protocols uh, drop a hundred k fine on the Washington Capitals. See, I think that kind of stuff works more, Timmy, than what the NBA is doing. Did you read? They're going to have security at, at at half court after games to make sure teams don't socialize after having played for forty eight minutes. Well, like but, that, I'm trying to wrap my head around how that makes sense. But because you sure, don't need NBA, to, go ahead. You don't need to dap and head tap after the game. Like I know you want to, but just wave. But that's not my. But that's not my point. My point is you're doing it in the key every other play. I, I know. That's my I point. Know. But you like, don't I just need... find that bizarre. Yeah, the stuff at the end. You don't need to after the game. You're correct. Right. It just seems really stupid of that course. we're letting one thing go, and which I know you agree with, and we're going to enforce. We, you know, Kyle Lowry and DeMar can't say hi after game. I don't know. Seems a little ridiculous. But the fining, hit him in the wallet. I like this. Hit him in the wallet. Wear your damn mask. Well, Make Ted Leonsis the... mad. Hit him in the they wallet. Hit the team in the wallet. Yeah, they didn't hit the players yeah. in the wallet. They hit the team in the wallet. So it'll be interesting to see how this works out. But obviously the NHL watching what is happening in every other sport and saying, all right, guys, you got to be serious about this. Yep, 16th postponement of the NBA season tonight. Uh, Grizzlies-Blazers not happening this evening. NHL wants no part of that. Uh, speaking of the wallet, Timmy, mm-hmm. the Jays pulled some money out of their wallet. $150 million over six years. Ben Nicholson-Smith for George Springer, I might add. Ben Nicholson-Smith of Sportsnet joining us. Ben, it has been a 20-hour stretch here. How are you holding up? This is fun. <laughs> Thanks for asking. I'm doing pretty well. It's been highly entertaining, if not exactly in the way that we might have predicted. What's, what's the most surprising part of the signing for you? Is it, is it fan reaction? Is it the fact that the money got that high? Is, like, what, what sticks out to you as we try and digest what just happened here? Well, it's, it's honestly not surprising to me. I, I think it might be more surprising to a lot of fans. I mean, based on the reaction that I was getting on Twitter as recently as this weekend, I mean, to say that I was getting ratioed would be an understatement if I'm tweeting out that Corey Kluber was close to uh, signing with the Jays or they had strong interests. Like, people were not happy. Jays fans were very frustrated, and I think understandably so. So... To go from that point to where we are today, where they've signed the best free agent, like arguably the best free agent, to a six-year deal that sets a record for spending, it's a lot to wrap our heads around in a, in a very short period of time. But big picture, this is a great deal for the Jays. This is what Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins had been talking about, isn't it? Like the last couple of years, they have basically had what they've been preaching come to fruition, No. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that they've been pretty clear about it and clear about their direction. They wanted to build up the farm system. We've seen that happen. They wanted to be more active in the Pacific Rim. That's happened. They've built up the training facility. They wanted to renovate Rogers Center. That hasn't happened. But they wanted to build up that young core and have it start to ascend at the major league level and then start surrounding it with other pieces and that includes spending big, and they've done that now in two off-seasons in a row. So I, I totally understand why the skepticism existed around this front office because one deal for Hyunjin Ryu probably wouldn't be enough to totally convince fans that they were willing to spend. But I think after seeing it for two winters in a row, 
it's pretty clear that they are able to spend and happy to spend. Ben Nicholson-Smith here on Tim and Sid. And, and Ben, if you're Mark Shapiro, like right after you sign your five-year deal, if you're going to pick a guy to, to be in lockstep with, like that legacy player, you're, you're always going to be linked to this signing, obviously. You can do a lot worse than George Springer, in my opinion. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how it unfolds. I mean, he could, you know, let's hope it doesn't happen, but he could tear an ACL. Like, these, these things happen. Oh. Players miss time. Players regress. But I think that, first off, betting on a position player as opposed to a pitcher is typically a good call if you're talking about a long-term 100 million plus commitment in springer i know that he cheated he was on that astros team that that cheated no doubt about that but you look back to his college career to his minor league career to the postseason when he is facing verlander and kershaw and scherzer and every single place that he's been he has hit so I think that even if he's not a center fielder four or five, six years from now, you still have a bat that is so good that even if it regresses, you're still talking about a very good major league hitter. Ben Nicholson-Smith joining us here on Tim and Sid. Follow him on Twitter at B Nicholson Smith. Uh, ben, so what's next? It seems like there's well, a lot of embers on the fire. What's, what's good next? Question. Good question. Yeah, it, it's a really good question. I think... Right now, the clearest needs, in my view, and in talking to some people in the industry, outside looking in at the Blue Jays, there's pretty clearly a need for an infielder here and pretty clearly a need for a starting pitcher. So I think those are the two logical places to look. Obviously, there were talks with Michael Brantley that did not materialize today. So, you know, that's that's not happening now that he's in Houston. But I think they certainly could use a pitcher, whether it's Tanaka or Jake Odorizzi or Taiwan Walker. And I think if you're looking at the position player market, Colton Wong has to be of interest. One person suggested Angleton Simmons to me today would be a really good fit. So, you know, I, I think that there are a lot of options out there still. And at this point, the Jays might actually be able to sit back a little bit and let the market come to that. The Masahiro Tanaka I hadn't even thought about, but damn it, I love it. Like, think about, like, he comes in, he's got that Yankee intel already. How do you pitch to Stanton? How do you pitch to Judge? How do you pitch to LeMayhew? I just, he's an arm I've respected a long time. Like, obviously, he's not, he's not the best arm in the American League. But, guys, if you can now do that, like, I'm just eyeing the Yankees a lot more, Ben, than I used to. Am I, am I paying too much attention on what they're doing? Is there a team in the American League that I should be paying more attention to? Because right now, I'm fixated on the Bronx. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair, right? Like, they're they're the best team. The White Sox obviously making a push. They're a good team, too. I mean, we can't forget about the Rays. I know that, you know, after trading away Snell, it's not quite the same, but still, they always find a way to get it done. So, it's the Yankees definitely should be in that conversation, and I, I totally agree. I think Tanaka, who's said to be looking for a one-year deal, I mean, that to me is a no-brainer. If he wants a one-year deal to come to Toronto, like, do it. That's That would be, in my opinion, incredible. Now, we don't know if Toronto is his top choice. There's talk that he might go to Japan. There's talk that he might go to the Yankees. So far from a guarantee there. But, yeah, I think that right now the Jays, having made this many improvements, they're a good team. Like, they should be in that playoff mix, but they're still not at the level of the Yankees. So there still is more work to do. Ben Nicholson-Smith here on Tim and Sid. Um, We've seen flashes from Lourdes Gurriel Jr. that would put him at – a near elite level. He's affordable. 
and uh, he's really improved his defense, especially in the outfield. Do you think uh, his name has been bandied about in in trade propositions from this team for a while? Do you think that they could, in fact, trade him? And what would the return be on a guy that has everything that I mentioned? Yeah, I think, you know, when you're looking at someone who has hit as well as Lourdes, and he's also got four years left before he hits free agency, which is, is great. And we know how much teams value that in this day and age. So I, I think that he would have a lot of trade value. And my sense is that if you're going to trade Lourdes, probably the logical return to look for would be a controllable starting pitcher. So you think about Luis Castillo, and I know that they're the Reds GM, Nick Kroll, was saying over the weekend that he is not intending to trade Luis Castillo. So maybe that one's off the table. But I, I think that if you're going to part with a player who can be part of this core, like Lourdes can, I, I think you're probably looking at a pitcher who can help this rotation at the top of the rotation and, and do it for more than just a year or two. Ben Nicholson-Smith here on Tim and Sid talking about George Springer, six years, $150 million to the Jays and everything that that would entail. If you're a free agent out there, like if you're Trevor Bauer, hypothetical, Ben, you're Trevor Bauer, you're looking at this, you're, you're kind of a renegade to begin with, you're just, you just do things differently. Do the Jays have like an NWO-ish kind of feel here right now in terms of kind of they're doing things people didn't expect? They're a team that, you know, clearly they have a great core, they're, but, and they're on the rise. If you want to go against kind of establishment and you see George Springer do this, if you're, if you're Bauer or if you're someone else, how much does it change your perception of the Jays? I mean, I think I think they're on people's radar at this point. Like the, in the last twenty four hours, like the amount of texts that I've gotten from people being like, "What's happening? What's what's going on here?" Uh, it's it's a high number, and I, I think that's that's only that's only inevitable when you're looking at a team that just acquired, you know, again probably the best free agent available. Uh, depending on how you rank Real Muto or Bauer or Springer, like Springer's probably the number one out of that group. So of course that's going to make a splash. And I don't know, like we're, we haven't heard obviously from the front office yet, what they consider to be their limitations and their next steps. So I can't say for sure whether Bauer would be a possibility. I think it's interesting. I don't think that you have to be negotiating him from, from a point of desperation at this point though. So I think you can kind of wait. And if he wants to come to you on your terms, then that's great. And the same kind of applies to Real Muto. I mean, all the reasons that made Real Muto a fit for this team still exist. Like, he's still an elite catcher. The Jays still could improve there. So I, I don't think it's necessarily likely that they would do that, but it's probably too soon to rule that out either. All right, before we let you go, let's, I know you've, you've kind of preached the wait and see. Idealistically and realistically, marry the two. What do the Jays end out this offseason with? All right, let's see. So I'm going to say something like Colton Wong or Anderson Simmons on a one-year deal for the infield. And I'm going to say it's a multi-year deal for a starter like Walker or Odorizzi, say two, three years for one of those guys, two for Walker, three for Odorizzi. And... I'll say they had one more reliever, and I think that would honestly, like, I don't know where you guys would land on this, but to me, that would probably be like an A offseason. 
I would agree. I, t- I, I would take that. The Andrelton Simmons, people like people don't know what that does to you defensively. Like, I mean, a lot of Canadian baseball fans aren't taking in Angels games at night. I realize that. But it's, the, it's like that's that next tier of guys and Colton Wong's of the world. Like, that's that's exciting to me. If you're, you know, you got your guys. That's why getting the stud was important because now there's still dudes out there that matter that can impact you. And that's what's exciting about this whole thing, just to hear you go through that road. Uh, but I'm always an Anderson Simmons fan. I'm, 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 I was for that at any trade deadline. I'm for it now. Hopefully they can make that happen. Uh, ben, this was fun. <laughs> and it sounds like the Jays might not be done. So uh, permission to bug you again down the line, because we will. Sounds good, guys. Looking forward to it. And thanks for having me on. Take care, of course. There is Ben Nicholson-Smith. I never hate adding Hawaiians. For some reason, just <laughs> their out, the, the outlook on life. Colton And Colton Wong... Uh, when when the Jays went out and got Yates, who is Hawaiian as well, uh, he seemed pretty happy about the deal. Now, it could just be that it was a fellow Hawaiian getting a deal and there was that kinship, that brotherhood. No, don't do that. Or or it could don't be. Ra- no. Don't, don't rationalize it. You're doing the McAuliffe rationalize thing again. It's well, obvious getting, he's going to be a Jay. Yes, it's obvious. They're getting Colton Wong. Like, Sorry. Yeah, of course, obviously. Yeah. So what are you the doing? Blue Jays. Like, Lock and load it. We'll get oh Colton God. Wong. That'll be a nice addition. And then they can go after their starting pitcher. And then Trevor Bauer. Boom. Boom goes the dynamite. Off season to acting. Yeah. Yeah. For the record, I do not, just so we're clear, not that anyone cares what I think, I do, I do think the Trevor Bauer train has left the station after this kind of financial move. I just think it's a math thing with the Jays. Not to say there's not pretty good options out there still. But I, you know, Trevor Bauer is asking. The one thing I haven't heard a lot brought up is he is asking for stupid money per year. But it also wouldn't, would it surprise, I I agree with you, and that's basically what he said. But would it also surprise you if he took a one-year deal again? Uh, Like, he's just that wild card. No, he is. It's a valid point. The one year at what, though? Because if it's one year at 30, I don't know if the Jays can play in that, in, in the sandbox. If it's like 25, 20, yeah, but then that, that also cripples you the rest of the way, maybe. I just don't know. I don't know. Like, could you get two other arms for that and help you beat the Yankees in the division? I'm not sure. My, my lean is yes. I don't know if you have to go all in on just like Springer and Bauer like that, but they might. I had two parts to that. One was Bauer could do anything. He's a wild card. And two, there aren't many teams that play in those sandboxes. Like True. True. There's the Dodgers, there's the Yankees, there's and and all those teams. I mean, the Dodgers are just going to pay whatever they want to pay, and they're going to pay the tax, and they're going to. But and they have the room, but they don't have to pay the tax. They got a bunch of kids on the roster. Look at the roster. I know. Like, they don't have to go to the tax. It's crazy what they have built. Crazy. But the Mets, like you think the Mets, you know, they got enough the Mets starting have room. pitching. Yeah, Mets have room. I just think, but Tim, you brought up the Dodgers. It's a valid thing. We go through what the Padres have done in the last month and a half. Yeah. Where they're just taking, literally just taking everyone's pitchers. And if you're the Dodgers watching this going, you know what? After the fourth good guy, maybe we should talk about this internally. Maybe we need another arm coming in. Because the Padres are big game hunting. And they know who they're going after. And it's the Dodgers. So the Dodgers makes more sense to me by the day. But who knows? Uh, The one other thing that we haven't brought up about George Springer, and I know we got to go to break, um, is what a good clubhouse guy everyone says he is. Mm Mm-hmm. And his ability to unite the clubhouse. Uh, Maybe we'll examine that a little further when we come back with a little piece of his history. Um, 
and we'll do that right here. And Tim and Sid, get you set for Jay. Get you set. Oh, I've done that twice in this show. Get you set for the Raptors. We'll get you set for the Toronto Maple Leafs. There's a lot to get to. We'll finish it up <laughs> next. Hopefully better than this. Next. Stop it. And Tim and Sid, I suck. Raptors Heat, Sportsnet 1, Leafs Oilers, Sportsnet, and Sportsnet 590. The fan. Uh, the COVID list just released by the NHL. Uh, Leafs and Oilers clear. Nobody on the list. Uh, one of the more daunting uh, COVID lists I've seen, Montreal has a TBA to be listed. And I'm hoping that's just because they haven't got the results yet because oh, they are traveling or in the West or something like that. But it sucks to see that, doesn't it? Yeah, for a lot of it's it's just all the unknowns of it for for obvious reasons. Um, I mean, we haven't. I mean, how late do, can they take it before postponing a game? To me, that's the one part of these protocols I haven't read up on. Like, I don't I don't know how much buffer I don't have the answer they can give. I don't I don't know either. Um, but just hope every everyone's okay there. Definitely, um, the game tonight in Toronto, Edmonton, and the Leafs. You got Tyson Berry back in town. You got the Oilers struggling. You got the Leafs and their fans just over the moon at the start, and it's a very, very brief start. What is this more important for the Leafs tonight or the Oilers? Do you think? No, it's the Oilers. You know, the Oilers. Listen, they, these two teams are going to play nine times this year. Four of those nine are over the last. Uh, excuse me, are over the next eleven days. And who would have thought at the start of the year that we'd be talking about the Oilers' inability to score? They're going to face a team that scores tonight. And Edmonton just got beat 8-2 on the aggregate. I think we're going to have to get used to the aggregate here <laughs> because they faced Montreal twice. Now, their power play has gone cold. I don't know how their power play has gone cold. They had 11 minutes, 34 seconds of 5-on-4 time in their last game. They didn't convert once. And the Habs got a shorty. Like... I didn't think we would be talking about this with two Hart Trophy winners on the team. So I think there's a bunch of things building in Edmonton. Add the fact that they allow the most shots in the league right now at 36.3. It's not a good recipe, man. I, I, look, to go after coaching this early in the season is crazy. I know that. Tim knows that. You know that listening. I think we, all, we can all agree on that. But this, this Oilers power play was historically good last year. Historic. And for them to go have an 0 for 10 over those last couple of games is crazy to me. And I know it's early and there was no camp. And you, if you want to, if you want to, you can make all the excuses in the world here for any team not playing well and ignore the same issues for the teams that are playing well. I get how it is at this time of year. But. With two Hart Trophy winners on it, Dave Tippett has some explaining to do in that coaching staff with that power play. That is a joke, okay? And it cost him twice against the Habs. And they are under an intense spotlight here because of all the things wrong with, with Edmonton, we, we can see goaltending coming. Blue line, Tyson Berry adding to your blue line ain't going to help your blue line that much. 
I think most people would agree with that. Power play, we'll see. He's not helping you there either. But five on five, Tyson Berry ain't that guy. How this power play isn't isn't ex- exhibiting any power is is crazy. It's maddening to me. And that's kind of, that's probably what I'm looking for the most tonight in this Leafs Oilers game. Can they get going? Because if they can't, you're looking at last in that division. Yeah. Never mind and, sixth. And, you're looking at last. And you better score because the Leafs have been putting up numbers. Like Austin Matthews hasn't got going. And the Leafs still have two guys tied for the league leading points. Early, mm-hmm. understood. It's early. But Marner with 3-3-6. Three, three, Tavares with 3-3-6. Three, three, like, they're still scoring a lot of goals. So Mikko Koskinen, who's about to get his fifth consecutive start. And by the way, even with the 1-3 start, his numbers are still better than Freddie Anderson's. They give up the most shots in the league. And his numbers, slightly, but still better than Freddie Anderson's. Like, it's, I, it's going to be really interesting because the Leafs seemingly may have figured out a couple things in those two tight games against Ottawa and Winnipeg. Like, they got to take care of those little things. And if they have, Edmonton butter watch out over the next 11 days. Yeah. Uh, uh, buckle your safety belt. Eric Engels, Timmy, uh, following up on your Montreal uh, TBA in terms of the COVID restriction list tonight in Vancouver. This is Eric Engels on Twitter just a short time ago. Habs saying no cases. The TBA had to be that results weren't yet reported to the NHL, which makes sense because, as I've tweeted a few times already, each team has until 5 p.m. local to report daily results. It is uh, 3.51 p.m. in Vancouver at the time of that tweet. So just a quick follow-up. Again, Eric Engels talking about the TBA on the COVID list for the Habs that was listed tonight that Definitely got people's attention. So McDavid versus Matthews, Marner, and Tavares, and the bunch. That is the Scotiabank Wednesday night hockey matchup. And also on Sportsnet 590, the fan. Heat and Raptors in Tampa on Sportsnet 1, followed by the Clippers and the Kings. So if you want stuff to watch, we have got you covered. As for me and Sid... We're done for another day. We will talk to you again tomorrow. A special one right here on Tim and Sid. Don't forget, kids. I wash your hands. Wash. Wash your hands. And wash your hands. Wash your hands. Washing your hands. I'm going to wash your hands. Wash everything. Wash your hands. Yeah, just wash everything.